This podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience at Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. Sort of break it, break it down like this. You're listening to the Two-Headed Nerd, Joe and Matt. The script is done. Welcome to the 20th episode of THN, where we're talking <laughs> comics for the week of Wednesday, June 1st. My name is Matt Baum, and when I'm not tearing Super 8 previews out of my DC comics that not only totally interrupt the story, but are printed on noticeably higher quality paper stock, they're going to know this is an edit, because my voice has changed. I write about in the phrase comics at wordpoint.com. Unprofessionalism! <laughs> and, and I, it's the magic of radio. And I'm Joe Patrick, artist and co-creator of Good Plus Online, and when I'm not leaving my friend Matt behind to bartend at a local Mexican restaurant and worry about the life choices that led him there, well, I'm off to be the big bad full-time manager of Legend Comics, I'm also questioning his life choices. They're abandonment issues. There's nothing I can do about it. My parents abandoned me when I was very young. This week, you'll hear reviews of 50 Girls 50, number one, and Avengers Academy 14.1. Then we'll leave eating our dust while we review 10 comics in the Ludicrous Speed round. We'll talk about what you should be reading next week and talk about what you should be watching on Nerd TV. But before Stop we get to all like that. that trash, let's kick everyone that thought The Hangover 2 was, quote, better than the first one in the face, because they're wrong, stupid, and probably like that new piece of crap Pirates movie as well, and we'll talk about some of this week's big news. Not a lot to talk about this week, but I think everybody's excited for Valiant DC coming back. is relaunching their entire line! Yeah, okay, it, there's that little tidbit. It was just sure. a rumor last week, but now it's real. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure you've heard by now. DC announced this week that they'd be relaunching the entire line of DCU titles with new number ones and some new continuity. Dun, oh. dun, dun. Instead of losing our minds and speculating and crying, we're going to tackle <sighs> this gigantic story in two pieces. There might be a little crying. Starting with what we know. <laughs> DC will continue to hold prices at $2.99, but digital versions will be available on the same day of release for the same price. After four weeks, the price of the digital issues will fall to $1.99, and that follows with, like, extra size issues, so it'll be $3.99. Sure. And then $2.99 after four And weeks. I don't think this is the death of the comic book marketplace, as Nonsense. a lot of people are saying. It's totally ridiculous. Uh, if anything, people are going to look and say, why buy a digital copy? When I can have something, own something, <laughs> yes, that's what in my think. hand for the same price. I do think <laughs> it's a good idea that they're doing like day and date releases. It was inevitable. Not a bad idea. Yeah, it, comic collectors are comic collectors, and people that download stuff to read are a separate audience. Right. You're not going to see a whole lot of crossover with yeah. either. Period. DC will be offering retailers special discounts of up to seventy two percent on six specifically chosen titles a month. And offering full returnability on all the rest. That's huge. Well, there are hoops that you have to jump through and et cetera, et cetera. But and it, I don't think it's permanent. I think it's for the first three even months. Even if it's just introductory, that's huge. But, I mean, they are, they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're saying, take a risk on us. We know what we're doing. This is the way to do it. That's enough of the nuts and bolts. Let's talk creative teams. Okay. This is where it gets gnarly. Yeah. Justice League by Jeff Johns and Jim Lee. Hooray. Can Jim Lee do the job? And do it consistently on a month-by-month basis. Well, That's my question. This rumor started circulating two years ago. Yeah. So This was supposed to be the DC 75th anniversary. Let's assume Jim Lee has been working on it for 24 months. 
<laughs> Hopefully so. Speaking of Jeff Johns. Four new Green Lantern titles. Uh, Green Lantern, of course, is sticking around by the exact same creative team, Jeff Johns, Doug Mankey, and Christian Alamy. Green Lantern Corps, r- the return of Pete Tomasi. Love it. Hooray. Love it. Uh, he's bringing his Emerald Warriors artist team with him, Fernando Pesarin and Scott Hanna. New books, Green Lantern, The New Guardians, which supposedly stars a team of the Rainbow Lanterns. Which led they're by- never going to get away from the term Rainbow Lanterns. No. The Rainbow Coalition led by uh, Kyle Rayner. A team of Care Bears led by <laughs> Kyle Rayner. Uh, this will be by Tony Bedard and Tyler Kirkham. And then the long-discussed Red Lanterns book will finally be launching by Peter Milligan with art by Ed Bennis. So, yeah, GL is relaunching but not rebooting. Yeah, John's- that's the important bit of yeah. news here. Jeff Johns, everything he's done from Rebirth stands. Yep. Aquaman, also by Jeff Johns. Yep, and previously Rice, announced. Yep. Which we've already seen pictures of this, and it looks great. Fury of Firestorm. This is an odd choice by Gail Simone and Ethan Van Skyver. As the writer. First of all, I, I want to see how Gail Simone and Ethan Van Skyver get along. Ethan Van Skyver's <laughs> pretty well known to be uh, super we'll conservative. We'll say uh, a little further to the opposite political spectrum <laughs> of Gail Simone. Yes. <laughs> We've got Teen Titans number one by Scott Lobdell and uh, Brett Booth. I don't hate that. I don't hate it either, but yeah, Scott Lobdell, he wrote Generation X yeah. uh, when it launched, and I loved that book. So I don't feel like he's done a lot in the last five years. He hasn't been around in a while, but... It's a fresh voice on Teen Titans, which they definitely need, and I know you don't hate the J.T. Kroll Teen Titans. No, but I'm ready for something. But I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the weirdest one, in yeah. my opinion, by uh, far. Wonder Woman relaunch by Brian Azzarello. Yeah. Uh, and art by Cliff Chang, who I love. I'm sorry, but when I think of Brian Azzarello writing women, they're like... Hookers <laughs> or, or like, like, dame, or like assassins, yeah, flotsy dames. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it's such an interesting choice. I have to think that he must have a solid plan for I DC love to give him that. Look. Cliff Chang, I, I love agree. It. I agree, and I'd, I'd love to see him draw on Wonder Woman. And I'm happy to see she's not wearing Windbreaker. Yeah, she's wearing what looks like a tweaked version of the Jim Lee redesign. Yeah, and the Flash is of course back. The new number one, this time written and drawn by Francis Manipal. And I make a noise every time I hear that an artist is also drawing a book, and it sounds like. Like this. Ugh. <laughs> just because he's an artist doesn't mean he can't write. It's true. It's true. It's just the last two artists that we had writing books yes. have really sucked. Uh, speaking of Tony Daniel, The Savage Hawkman by Tony Daniel and Philip Tan. Ugh, Those man. are two names that make me make me make that noise Matt just described. Yeah. But yeah, Philip Tan, I don't love him. I don't love him either. And I don't he's like not, Tony Daniel as a writer. He's not bad, but I don't love him. And I don't understand what they saw in Tony Daniel's Batman that they went, man, we should give this guy a Hawkman book. <laughs> it, it's weird. Speaking of weird, Green Arrow by J.T. Kroll and Dan Jurgens, which says to me, this book is going to maintain its same level of crap. Uh, you know, in the I just don't care in the solicitation. They <laughs> this is not a knock on Dan Jurgens because I personally love the guy, but they listed him as superstar artist Dan Jurgens. <laughs> like, well, uh, in 1989, I, yeah, I totally. guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Justice League International, noticeably not written by Judd Winnick, the guy that just knocked Justice League Generation Lost out of the park. Yeah, I'm surprised. I don't get it. I don't get this at all. They're, they haven't made all the announcements yet. I will withhold judgment. Uh, yeah. Something I was kind of excited about at first, <laughs> Mr. Terrific ongoing series by Eric Wallace and Roger Robinson. I do like Roger Robinson. He's an artist that doesn't get a ton of work. Yeah, I like Robinson too. Um, I don't like Eric Wallace. Eric Wallace writes uh, the current Titans book, which the really I... really bad current Titans book. ...dislike greatly. Yeah. So I'm not super excited for this. I, I hope it's good. To be fair, I have not really seen Eric Wallace write anything else. 
That that's true. So we'll we'll see on that one. Maybe he was pigeonholed. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, I was excited about Captain Adam getting his own books. <laughs> I maybe I'm the only one that loves him, but I love Captain Adam. Then I, I saw too. it was also written by J. T. Krull. Uh, again, not by Judd Winnick, the yeah. guy that just kind of that revitalized just made Captain, Captain Adam, Adam awesome again. Yeah, and Freddie Williams the second, who I'm not sure what Freddie Williams has done. JSA All Stars. Okay, he had a long run on Robin. Okay, I, I like Freddie. Oh, he Williams. did have a long run on, on Robin, and it was good. He yeah. was really good. Yeah, yeah. He's got a very unique art style. I don't know. I like Captain Adam. We're just reacting, but on the small. Is it few because Jason Todd isn't us. Captain Adam? Is that why they won't let Judd Winnick <laughs> ride him? I don't know. And the final two titles announced were Batwoman number one by J.H. Williams, which we've known was coming for a while, yep, and I think yep. everyone's excited for. And it. it totally makes sense that why they pushed, pushed it back. back now. Yep. And then a DCU presents, which sounds like it's going to be a rotating yeah, character anthology book. series. We know this first one will have a story, uh, a dead man story by Paul Jenkins with Ryan Soup. Paul Jenkins has the potential to not. Bernard Be Chang. Bad? Bernard Chang. <laughs> Cover by Ryan Sook. Cover, Cover by, by Ryan, Ryan Sook. Yeah, I, I think a, a good dead man story would be welcome. I, All right, let's I get to the, let's get to the juicy stuff. Let's talk rumors. Oh, man. What All we right. think we know. Well, the I don't second half. <laughs> Here's what people are saying. This is what yeah. This is the poop on the internet. There's a, a new uniform. This is not what we think we know. This is a fact. There is a new uniform for Superman. With knee pads? Uh, Why does Superman have knee pads? Well, we don't know exactly what it will look like yet, but it's clear by the cover of Justice League 1 that his uniform is different. Knee pads. <laughs> An action comics number one, possibly with Rags Morales attached? I like that. Yeah, I, I like Rags I Morales. Like Rags. I need Rags Morales to not be drawing first wave stuff. I agree. I need him to be I back agree. drawing awesome superhero stuff. Superman and Wonder Woman hooking up romantically? Well, I think what's... A brand new day for Superman? Yeah, the, the bigger the bigger element of that is the idea that they're going to erase the Clark e- Lois marriage. I hate that. Uh, I, I hate, hate it. it too. This could be an alternate reality flashpoint thing. We'll see. Well, again, we'll see. Let's not panic <clears throat> yet. <laughs> We've got a book called Legion Lost, and that's all we know about it. Now, suspiciously, this past week, we got a Legion Lost hardcover reprinting the fantastic Abnett and Lanning Legion Lost story printed in the early 2000s. And I'm hoping this is a sign that <laughs> Abnett and Lanning are going to be doing the Legion. <laughs> OMAC by Dan DiDio and Keith Giffen. Oh, God. Two of the biggest names in comics today, Joe Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I For one thing, if it's true, I hope it's the Jack Kirby OMAC and not the yeah, weird man. robot OMAC. Yeah, I want future Captain America. But I don't want Dan DiDio writing any more comics. No, I don't. Uh, Maybe you can add Keith Giffen to that. No, I like Keith Giffen. I do too, but I feel like we're forgiving him because he wrote a bunch of stuff great in the past. Keith Giffen has written modern stuff that I've enjoyed. I just don't want Dan to deal anywhere near my stuff. Uh, We've got Jock Joker image circulating around. That's so cool. Might be the cover to a new Detective Comics and a Greg Capullo Batman image that might be for Batman. Which looks fine, but I'm not a big Greg. I like Greg Capullo. I'm not a big Greg Capullo guy, but it might not be Greg Capullo's fault. It may be because he's drawn a bunch of books that I don't care about at all. Well, he's been kind of stuck in the McFarlane verse for. And he's been decade. kind of a knockoff McFarlane for yeah. a lo- quite a long time. So uh, stressing that these are rumors, we don't have any inside information. The <laughs> final rumor that I just hate, hate, hate is a Batgirl starring Barbara Gordon walking around. Yeah. And a new Nightwing title. Hmm. And that brings up one of my main questions. Who's going to be Nightwing? Is it Tim? Well, one of my main questions about this whole kind of continuity tweak is what will happen to the legacy characters? What's going to happen to guys like Dick Grayson, 
but more specifically, Wally West. Yeah, where the hell is Wally? Tim Drake, Damien. See, I, I don't see him messing with Batman because Batman is something that currently works very well for DC and sells bucket loads. You're right, but if part of this initiative is to kind of roll back the clock on some of their aging characters. I mean, I get that. How can you have four and generations was, of Robin? There's rumor of a younger-looking Batman running a, a younger Superman. As it stands, we just don't know enough to judge it. I think we can all celebrate the fact that Grifter will be getting a new book. <laughs> uh, I yeah, can't tell you how happy it makes me. One of the, one of the rumors is that they're just going to wholesale throw Wildstorm characters into the DC Which, universe like well. they'd always been You there. may as well. And I'm all right with that. Let's just do it. Uh, as long as it's, you know, the characters that work, like Grifter is fine. Yeah, the wild. Even the, the Wildcats would be fine, sure. Mr. Majestic. But at the end of the day, let's not panic. This and let's let's see what happens because truthfully, continuity we've seen again and again when they try and fix it, it doesn't work. <sighs> These are fictional stories. Our old stories are not going away. I'm panicking they a little. They still count. It's fine. Uh, yeah, DC has said that they're going to keep what what matters, what makes sense tweak some characters and revamp others and that they have a plan and if they have a plan if the stories are good if the digital thing gets more people to read comics if it provides like a ground floor it is a good thing and it's a perfect time for the valiant universe to come back <laughs> right now it though there's really it's too early to really call it let's call us cautiously optimistic cautiously optimistic that is our official stance i'm stupidly that is the big news for this week. If you want to discuss this story or all the other ones that we skipped, <laughs> hit us up on our Facebook page where Joe and I have been kicking around the idea of rebooting this show as a homoerotic WWE wrestling huh? fan fiction podcast. You did? Yeah, it was your idea. Oh. Matt, did you know that they still managed to put out comics in the midst of all this news? I was so drunk, I didn't even notice. <laughs> it's time to talk about some of the new books that came out this past Wednesday. Matt, what did you read? I read 50 Girls 50, number one. I still don't understand the title. From 50 Image, Girls 50. From Image Comics, written by Doug Murray and Frank Cho, art by Axel Medellin. Okay. Okay. In the near future... The planet is overpopulated, and man has almost completely depleted the Earth's natural resources. Rolling blackouts of population starving and more being born every minute. What's humanity to do? In a last-ditch effort, a generic world space agency, which I don't think was given a name, puts together a crew of 50 very special women to pilot a giant spacecraft, the ESS Savannah, in search of resources and food on alien planets by use of wormhole travel that can, of course, only be survived by females with a rare... Triple X chromosome. Triple X. Just saying that out loud makes me embarrassed for myself. It was Vin Diesel anywhere in this comic? No. Nowhere. Noticeably nowhere. What about Ice Cube? Let's not go into the Ice Cube Triple X. <sighs> the story opens right smack dab in the middle of the action, and it isn't long at all before we get our first shower scene. <laughs> While buying this one, I said to Legend Comics owner Jason Dasenbrock that this might be one of those comic books I don't want my wife to find. And it was. And she did, of course. And if you'd like to read her Three Margaritas Deep review of 50 Girls 50, <laughs> it's up on her Girl Meets Nerd blog, which we have a link to on our site, and the review is pretty hilarious. Now, I hadn't read the comic while she sat next to me berating 50 Girls and making fun of me for wanting to read it, all the while marveling at how incomprehensible the story was and asking me repeatedly, so this is just softcore porn, right? I figured she was tipsy and trying to be funny for her blog. 50 Girls 50 can't be that bad. And I was wrong. It was that bad. The premise is just ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. I'm sorry, but sci-fi 
first and foremost, you got to have a premise and it's got to be strong. The premise in this one is we've run out of oil and wind and solar power isn't doing it. Let's go. Let's build a gigantic spacecraft and shoot it into space to go find oil and food, you know, <laughs> on alien planets. It, it, it's just stupid. Bring and me like, back some of that space corn. You know, you know, and like the there's only 50 women on the planet that have this special triple X chromosome and they just happen to be tall and sexy and chesty. This this sounds to me like Doug Murray came up with a sci-fi premise that wasn't great and was like, hey, buddy, Frank Cho, you want to draw this book and help me write it? And Frank was like, yeah, but it should star hot chicks. And he was like, well, I don't know. We could have like maybe a hot captain. So he's like, no, they should all be hot chicks. And yeah, he went... Okay, they're all hot chicks. We'll we'll shoehorn that into my sci-fi story. And then Frank Cho went, hey, I'm not going to draw it either. Anyway, terrible premise. The story is very hard to follow because it leaps straight into the action. You really have no idea what's going on. There's a little bit of back history. But, like, the back of the book has this long notes of what they envision the story as being, where they spell out the world for you, including like the rolling blackouts and the overpopulation, stuff like that isn't even mentioned in the yeah, story. Yeah, it should have been in the comic. It's mentioned in the back notes. Show us that. Show us the development of the spacecraft. Show us why these girls are the only ones that can pilot it. And then it's a little more plausible. We just get sort of a slam bang, almost like EC space adventure starring busty chicks whose clothes are melting off. Because of the enzymes, Matt. <sighs> Come on. The science jargon in this is just terrible, too. I mean, like, <laughs> these are obviously two guys that don't have any experience writing sci-fi because the jargon is bad and it doesn't make any sense. And it, it just... The art is also really inconsistent and boring. It looks like a watered-down Frank Cho impersonation. They had a contest to find a new artist to draw this, and they chose someone who almost draws like Frank Cho. I I just don't get it. I, I'm giving this one a leave it. Didn't need it, and I was embarrassed that my wife read it and found it. <laughs> I agree. I... This book didn't do anything at all for me. This is going to sound weird, but I swear to God, I'm not being perverted. If you're going to have a book where women's clothes melt off for no apparent reason, like if you're going to go that far, why would you work so hard to actually cover it up? Yeah. I mean, honestly, let's just go full on nudity. Yeah. I, I don't need that in my comics, but you've danced all the way up to the line yeah. and went, nope. And so you've taken away the only actual reason that somebody might buy your book. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Bomb Queen has kind of cornered the market of this on Image, and it's doing just fine. I yeah. don't think we need another one. Uh, leave it. Joe, what do you have for us this week? Uh, my pick was Avengers Academy 14.1 by Christos Gage, Sean Chen, Scott Hanna on inks, and uh, Jeremy Cox. I love Sean Chen. I like Sean Chen also. Yeah, he doesn't get enough work. No. So this is another of Marvel's point one issues. I don't know why I've reviewed so many over the last couple it's of weeks. suspicious. But it's just, I, I got to the end of this issue, and it... Was really good. Yeah, this was Sorry, really. I'm skipping to the end. Buy it. <laughs> no. <laughs> this was a really strong. Yeah, point it one was. Issue, um, it, it, again, it's not really a origin story, though they do kind of rehash the premise of Avengers Academy. They're kids that are at risk for becoming supervillains rather than superheroes. So these kids were all experimented on by Norman Osborn when he was in charge of the initiative. So the premise of this particular issue is that they have the day off to catch up with other superpowered children that did not make the cut to join Avengers Academy. Fun idea. Yeah. And so these other people that were experimented on on by Osborn are 
seemingly leading like way better lives. Like they've been cured of whatever messed up thing Osborne did to them, or they're able to use their powers to turn it into a fortune like this, uh, this character, Jeremy Briggs, teen billionaire. And so they, you kind of get the sense that the Avengers Academy kids kind of really got the raw end of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> this guy Briggs is showing them what they could be doing with their powers. You know, if they really put their minds to it, if they left behind the whole secret identity costumed uh, supervillain fighting thing and really started to use their powers to affect quote unquote real change right? right the issue just really does a great job of showing their thought processes and and three quarters through the issue you're like oh man Maybe they really did get the, a raw deal. And I found myself going, yeah, why aren't they like feeding kids in Africa with their weather powers or uh, electrical powers or whatever? It's, a, it's, it's really creative on the part of Christos Gage to look at it from that point of view. Like, yeah. uh, like is all that heroes do punch bad guys in the face? Is that it? You know, or shouldn't there maybe be more? Yeah. And that's what they're asking in this title. And, you know, of course, the... The whole rug gets yanked out by the end, and I won't spoil that. But it's just, it, when I finished the issue, I felt that it was so strong. It did such a good job setting up a potential future storyline with yeah. this uh, Briggs character. And it got the Avengers Academy to a, a place that I really enjoyed. It made them really think. And at the end of it, they were stronger and more confident. I am kind of up and down on the Avengers Academy. I have a hard time caring about the characters. This is one of those books that, like, every time I think I'm done with it, I read an issue and the last page just pulls me right back it's in. It's true. And I go, oh, man. For me, though, when I read it sometimes, I, f- I feel like, oh, I really miss the Young Avengers. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, I, I do kind of wonder why I'm reading it sometimes. But this issue cemented it for me. It was an excellent issue. And as a point one, it's a huge success. Uh, I give this book a strong buy it. The art's great. The writing's great. This is a book you should jump on. Yeah, definitely. Strong buy it here. Um, Unlike a lot of the other point one issues. Yeah, good job on this one. It's time once again for Matt and I to don our armor, mount our trusty steeds, and aim our jousting lances at your crotch as we charge forth and review ten comics at a full gallop in the ludicrous speed round. Ludicrous speed! Go! Hellboy, the Fury, number one. Ooh, uh, the beginning of the end of the Darkness uh, Falls Hellboy origin trilogy. I love it, I love it, I love it. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Witchfinder, Lost and Gone Forever, number five. John Severn's art, gorgeous as usual. I'm not sure if I like the Witchfinder in the Old West so much. Ah. Skim it. Uncanny X-Force, number 11. Ooh, uh, back to the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, nutso. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have thought that I would enjoy it, but it was totally awesome. (laughs) Buy it. Who is Jake Ellis, number four? I wish we could go back in time about a month and a half when that guy asked us what were the best spy books out there, because Who is Jake Ellis is one of the best spy books out there. I love it. Buy it. Shinku, (laughs) number one. Uh, Ron Mars and Lee Motor doing weird samurai vampire stuff. Um... It was okay. I actually kind of liked it. Uh, Lee Motor is a good artist. I would say buy it. Flashpoint, Batman, Night of Vengeance. Uh, I think I like Brian Azzarello writing Batman this time because it's not Bruce Wayne. I'm not going to spoil it and it, tell you who it is. It fits. But it worked. It fits uh, it. this this form of Batman. Oh, and Edward Rizzo knocked it out of the park. Eduardo. Buy it. Ed, give me a break. <laughs> Sweet Tooth, 22. You know... In this issue, we kind of get the sense that maybe our protagonists aren't really the good guys. I just don't get this book. Uh, it's weird, but I love it. Buy it. Moon Knight, number two. 
Uh, Alex May Leave is doing something new with his art in this one, and I didn't love it. I kind of want the photorealistic stuff back. This got really scratchy and kind of weird. But the story is still fun. I'm not sure I like Moon Knight with Wolverine claws. I'm giving it a skim it. Ooh. Fear Itself the Deep, number one. You know, I was really excited for this one. Uh, Cullen Bunn, I really love the six gun, but I found this to be kind of mediocre. Really? Yeah. Skim it. Criminal, Last of the Innocents, number one. No one is writing better crime noir. It was amazing. Comic fiction. It was amazing. Ed Brubaker and Criminal. If you're not reading it, you're a jerk. And, yeah, I hate and you're you. stupid. You're a stupid jerk, and we hate you. Buy it? Buy it. Whip. That is your ludicrous speed round. Let's take a look at some comics that are coming out next week. Joe, what should nerds be buying next Wednesday? I'm taking another chance on a Flashpoint tie-in. I'm going to go ahead and pick Flashpoint, Captain Cold, number one. Who's writing that one? Scott Collins. That's right. I believe he's doing the art and the writing. Yeah, he's capable. He's okay. capable. And I love the rogues. And they set him up as like Captain Cold's like a good guy. Uh, supposedly. Right? Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to Iron Age Alpha number one, written by Rob Williams and Rebecca Isaacs with art by Alan Davis. If you don't have enough going on with all your <laughs> huge crossovers, here's another one. But this is the one where Iron Man revisits all the like heroes with different looks yeah, and history like the and stuff. 70s Dazzler. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> looks like a lot of fun. I agree. It's the first show of the month. So it's time again for Nerd TV. Where Joe and I talk about what nerds will be watching this month on the big, small, and computer screen. Let's start in theaters. X-Men First Class premiered this weekend. It sure did. Yes, and you'll be able to hear Matt and I's review of the X-Prequel on a special crossover edition of the Movie Ha podcast by our buddies Ryan and Matt. No relation to my Matt. Other Matt. On June 10th, watch for a limited release of Troll Hunter. Yeah, this looks <laughs> fun, man. So this is a mockumentary following a group of students trying to expose a government cover-up of the existence of trolls in Norway. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, there may be an Xbox Live premiere also. Yeah, I've Weird. heard about this, but I'm not sure. It's sort of like they did with Hobo with a Shotgun. It came out <laughs> on Xbox at the wow. same time in the theaters. Uh, somehow I missed that one. It was next, fun. <laughs> next Friday, Super 8, the Spielberg, J.J. Abrams joint about aliens? Maybe. I guess. Hits, and then on the 17th, the wait is finally over for Green Lantern. I just hope they're done making the movie by then. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, you'll hear us talking about Green Lantern as well. Notable DVD releases for June. On the 7th, watch for Green Lantern Emerald Knights, which has an Amazon.com exclusive that comes with a litho cell, whatever the hell that is. It's like an animation cell. On the 14th, watch for Battle of Los Angeles, where aliens attack Aaron Eckert, and he just happens to be in L.A. And also Rubber, a movie about a discarded tire that gains sentience, telepathic powers, and an appetite for destruction. Yes. I missed this one in the theaters. I really want to see it. They showed it at our local independent theater, and I never saw it. Finally, on the 28th, the Lord of the Rings extended cut is out on Blu-ray at last. And the spectacular Zack Snyder girls fighting in lingerie film flop Sucker Punch also drops. <laughs> New at Netflix Instant Watch, you can catch Kick-Ass, Starship Troopers 3. Yeah, there's a third one. Uh, Anvil, colon, the story of Anvil for all you metal nerds. It was so good. I cried. I came this close to watching I it last cried. night. I cried. It's so good. Uh, the complete Superman cartoon collection from the uh, Flasher stuff of the 40s. Which is awesome. I love Just them. awesome. Uh, and Resident Evil Afterlife. Terrible. But I, it's up. I have a soft spot for I don't all think the 3D works as well Resident on Netflix, <laughs> but it's up. Uh, more Marvel animated series hit this month, uh, including the 1998 Silver Surfer series and Spider-Man Unlimited. If that's not enough, there's also the complete Futurama and the complete classic Twilight Zone. Love them. 
Yeah. Love them. In TV land, be sure to set your DVRs for this Sunday's premiere of the new grittier Teen Wolf series at MTV. No, no. You can watch the first eight minutes at io9.com. We'll have a link to no. that in our show notes. On June 11th, don't forget the Doctor Who finale. And on June 18th, the premiere of Outcast, a post-Earth sci-fi drama, both on BBC America. Sunday the 19th, it's the finale of Game of Thrones on HBO, which has just been awesome. And the premiere of Falling Skies featuring ER's Noah Wiley fighting aliens on TNT. On Thursday the 23rd, Futurama is back with new episodes in Comedy Central. And True Blood Season 4 kicks off on the 26th. And the only thing I know about this is that Anna Paquin's naked in it a lot. <laughs> I, never I don't watch it. My brother says it's good. I've never seen a single second of True Blood. If you want to rap about any of the nerdy viewing choices we just discussed, you can drop some science on us over at our Facebook page next week. It's time once again for Ask a Nerd where we answer your comic questions. So send us your who would win in a fight queries, your when the hell did this guy come back to life questions, or challenge my encyclopedic knowledge of comic history if you dare. Just make sure to mark those emails for Matt's eyes only. Like I'm some kind of cheater. Sort of break it it down like this. That's it for the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Cast this week. You wouldn't believe folks we wrote the script ahead of time for a change. What? If you dig on two adult nerds arguing about how women's clothes should melt off to maintain a reader's suspension of disbelief, <laughs> you can subscribe to THN on iTunes, where your star ratings and reviews, much like Ice Cube's Jimmy, run so deep, so deep, they put our butts to sleep. Oh, man. As always, you can find all things Two-Headed and Nerdy at TwoHeadedNerd.com, where you can find our Twitter handles and links to our buddies' nerdy projects, like the Geeky White Guy blog written by Eric White who blogs about all kinds of geeky stuff and works as a flatter, making the colors look oh so pretty on a lot of your favorite comics. It's a dirty job, folks, but someone's got to do it. If that's not enough, head over to our Facebook page where you can become a fan of THN and answer the question of the week. This week's query, which DC character do you think needs a complete reset? Just like bottom-up reset. Like he's so screwed up, we got to start all over. I'm saying Hawkman. I'm saying Hawkman is a easy answer and easy that answer. you should be more creative well, I just because I love Hawkman so much uh-huh. I just wish somebody I loved was right now <laughs> before we go our weekly shout out goes to Magic Dude Magic M- Dude M-A-E-G-I-C and Magic Dan- Dude Magic Dude is probably taken on Twitter who's been dropping THN links into his magicdude.li newspaper page word to you Michael and until next time true believers this is the two headed nerd signing off Teus. Or something. Or something. <laughs>